0: Hi. Welcome to Malicious Compliance. Please enjoy. Our first story is by Kinker66. Pissing off the base commander. Story by Kinker66. When I was 20, I got drafted into the army, I live in the Netherlands, and this happened in the 80s. I got trained to be an ambulance driver. Two months of general training and how to drive a Land Rover, and two months of medical training. After that, I was ready to take on any medical emergency that came my way. After my training, I got placed in a staff support platoon. A mismatch of different roles that are there to support the higher army staff in whatever they need. Make coffee, admin, drive them around, and tech support, etc. I was their ambulance driver. It was probably helpful when we were at war, but they had no use for me during peacetime. After I got settled on the base where I got stationed, I was called in by my lieutenant. Telling me, I had volunteered to work at the small local military post on our base. I was okay with it, as it gave me something to do during the time I had to serve in the army. It was a small post with a clinic, one permanent doctor and one drafted right out of medical school, and several other grunts like me. Downstairs was our clinic and a few rooms to treat patients. Upstairs about 12 beds for patients who were sick, but not bad enough that they had to go to a real hospital. We worked at the clinic and took care of the patients upstairs. And maybe two to three times a week, I had to pull out with the ambulance we used. More often than not, for a planned trip to transport a patient to or from an actual hospital. I started with the rank of soldier, and I was expected to end my one-year career at the rank of corporal. As you can imagine from the title. That never happened. I did not hate working at the post. On the contrary, I actually felt I did something useful. And while I was stationed at the post, I learned many practical medical skills, having other soldiers to practice on. But it was a waste of my time. I wanted to start my career in IT, and this was holding me back. I also did not care much about hierarchy or ranks. I respected my fellow army men and women for who they were, their actions, and how they treated others. Not by the number of bars, stars, or stripes. And being an actual medic on our base, I got away with that. We had no roll calls, and I slept in a two-person bedroom instead of the 12-person one my platoon mates had to use, no inspections, no military training, and wearing white instead of green. Anyways, to the malicious compliance. I was tending to a patient at the clinic. He and his buddy had walked into a door, their words, and it had a glass window that shattered and cut them both up. One was pretty bad, and he was treated by our doctor in one of the rooms as he needed quite a few stitches. I had to stay in the clinic. And as the other soldier only had minor cuts, I treated him on the spot. As no other medical staff was available at that time. The slightly larger cuts, I glued shut. For others, a band-aid would suffice. He was sitting in one of the chairs, and I was on one knee in front of him, taking care of a cut on his leg as I heard somebody walk into the clinic. Without looking up, as I was holding a glued cut together with my fingers until it had set. I politely asked to please have a seat and that I would be right there. Colonel, do you know who I am? I am the base commander. Colonel so-and-so. Yes, he actually said that. I can still hear it in my head 35 years later. His booming indignant voice. Full of air of how important he was. I was not impressed at all, mostly annoyed by his attitude, and told him, Congratulations. Please have a seat, and I will get to him once I have finished treating the cut I was working on. That was not what he wanted to hear, and he started chewing me out. Finally, I was done with the cut, let go of my fingers and got up. Ignoring his barrage, I asked him how I could help. Colonel I need to speak to the doctor. I have an appointment. Okay, not an emergency. I explained to the colonel that the doctor was treating a patient who needed urgent medical attention and that he will have to wait till the doctor finished his treatment. He has none of it and tells me he does not have the time to wait. Then he orders me to tell the doctor that his 3pm appointment is waiting for him. I knew the doctor would drop everything and be running to the colonel if he got wind of who it was that was waiting for him. He did not have much of a spine, and his career was primarily based on the colonel's input and assessment of him but the colonel had given me an order, and I had to do it. So I went to the treatment room and put my head in. The doctor was busy stitching up the more injured soldier. And I complied with the colonel's order. Me doctor, your 3 p.m. appointment has arrived. The doctor, not realizing or remembering who the 3 p.m. appointment was, told me irritably to have the patient wait till he finished. And that it could be another 5 to 10 minutes. He repeated what he had told me several times before to only disturb him for emergencies. I go back to the colonel and tell him that the doctor is still busy treating the patient and would be available in about 10 minutes. The colonel was not happy and told me to go get the doctor. Now, I told the colonel I had explicit instructions to only disturb the doctor in case of an emergency and that his appointment was not an emergency. He would have to wait. He grumbled but, in the end, sat down till the doctor arrived and he started berating the doctor about how precious his time was and how he had made him wait. The doctor apologized and almost groveled as they moved into the doctor's office. I had to go upstairs for something, and the colonel had already left after I got down. I did get a good ear washing from the doctor telling me I should have mentioned to him that it was the colonel who was waiting for him. I argued that it should not matter who was waiting if he was treating a patient who was bleeding all over the place and that he told me himself that he could only be disturbed for emergencies. I never got that promotion to corporal or even soldier first class. Still worth it. Our next story is by Deleted. Karen Boss desperately needed my uniform back the next day, no excuses, story by Deleted. Okay so, a little backstory first. I am a 20 years old college student full-time and doing 23 plus hours a week on top of classes to make ends meet. I live paycheck to paycheck and have a car I am slash was paying off. I used to work at a McDonald's in my hometown but since I moved to live on campus which was 45 minutes away from my old job and I wasn't willing to make the commute. So I decided to apply and got accepted to a small sandwich shop 10 minutes from my college which was a blessing. It started out great plenty of hours, easy work, and fast days. Till the old manager decided to switch stores. The new manager was one of the biggest Karens you have ever met. Like bad and when I say bad I really mean it. She completely changed the procedures and made things so much worse. And when it have to stay over sometimes 2-3 to hours after closing she burst in the next day yelling and screaming at the top of her lungs stop staying later you have to be out by 8.30 we won't pay you for any time past then. I had no choice because the list she gave me to do to close the store alone every night may I add was extremely time consuming especially with no help I was expected to stop serving at 8 and do 5 people's worth of work in 30 minutes. It simply wasn't doable. Hearing I wasn't going to be paid for the time I worked time I spent making sure everything was done on the list before I left otherwise it'd be fired for not doing all of it would go unpaid, as well as it'd be fired if I stayed longer than 8.30. There was no winning. On top of that, the moment management switched they decided they were giving people to many hours and cut me to only 3 hours a week. That went on for 4 weeks till I decided enough was enough $45 work weeks wasn't even worth putting in the time and effort to even show up. So on one of my weekends I was with my parents off campus I was due to work that day, 3 hours of course my only day that week. I was shopping near the said sandwich shop, it's located inside a Walmart. My mom and I were discussing for the last week how should just be quiet since it seems they are trying to fire me without saying they are firing me wanting me to leave on my own so they wouldn't need to fill out paperwork. Right then and there I decided, know what fuck this job and fuck my entitled Karen boss. I sent her a text that I quit on the spot and to not expect me to come in that night for my shift. She texts me back ranting about how since I'm not giving her a two week notice he'll never be able to work at one of those sandwich shops again at that point I didn't care. I already had to give up my brand new car of only 4 months because I couldn't pay my loan and insurance, it was a nice car to a white shimmery 2016 Hyundai Sonata, I love that thing. I told her at some point that we could try to get the brand new uniform that funny enough they had just gave to me the week prior a whole three and a half months after I started working there. But I warned her my classes to run till right before closing I didn't know when I'd be able to do so. She text back in what I could only imagine the snarkiest tone possible no I really I need that uniform back tomorrow. I told her I'm sorry but that may not be possible due to my school schedule and I'm not willing to ditch a class to drop off a few pieces of clothing. She said no you will bring IT back tomorrow don't even try to lie to me you were seen in store the day you quit. No excuses. Okay, then she said no excuses. I didn't want to go into an argument with her over it. And knowing she herself would be closing that day and my classes ended at 8 exactly I happily complied. I made sure it arrived right as she was closing the lock on the gate. I was bringing the clothes in my reusable shopping bag I had no throwaway bags and since she can't take and claim my bag as her own I was just going to give her the clothes one piece at a time. Knowing she would have to carry them out of the store juggling them back home made me happy. When it came time to deliver my uniform to her all the stars seemed to align perfectly I arrived at 8.30 and caught her on the way out with the outfit not even in a reusable bag to begin with. As an extra touch of sweet unplanned irony it was raining outside, hard rain the sidewalks I guess were extra slippery and muddy cause on my way and I slipped and landed chest first into the mud I was mostly spared though because the clothes were there to break my fall and absorb most of the filth. Dropping off the muddy loose clothes seeing her reaction watching her stomp her feet wrenched and disgust holding the clothes 10 feet away from her body huffing and puffing marching out of the store in pure shock and disbelief. She didn't even have words for me. It was the sweetest revenge I had ever seen. This did mean I had to buy a whole new set of clothes and change in the Walmart bathroom but it was all worth it to see her reaction in the end. After I had returned to my dorm that evening I sent her a text saying simply enjoy, and I blocked her number. Safe to say karma really did pay out on my end. Start using icebreakers to talk to customers to get them to buy stuff? You got it. Story by A Horse has no name. This story is over a decade old, back when I was fresh out of college and dedicated to doing nothing important for as long as possible. I worked for an electronics store, a big one and I lasted there for about 18 months before I realized I was wasting my time on garbage pay that I ended up blowing on games slash movies. My manager, Bob, but not really, was a pretty decent guy, and I never had too many complaints about him, although he wasted that particular store because he was a pretty good manager. I could tell he was getting a lot of flack from the GM, Jim, but not really, because home theater, me, sales were stagnant, clarification good but not growing, and not hitting our ridiculous quotas. I worked in the mornings until afternoons when there were maybe 10 people visiting the department in total, and you could tell that 8 of them were just watching TV waiting for their spouse's cell phone plan to be activated. Unfortunately, since there was so little foot traffic, management's decision was to drill into us how to use every marketing-slash-customer manipulation tactic to encourage people to buy things. I was a good salesperson, and I could sell the shit out of home theater using tactics such as getting customers to use their imagination about their options or presenting new options in ways they hadn't considered. I listened, I learned about their needs and what they were looking for, and they frequently left the store with something completely different than what they thought they needed. I recall that the number of returns I had was so small that I could probably count them on both hands over 18 months. I, however, was completely fucking disinterested in marketing tactics Sales tactics, or manipulating customers for upsales. This meant upselling or changing how I communicated with them to speak their language in a way that marketing showed increased sales, but was blatantly manipulative. Fuck that. So when Jim tells Bob about their new push to encourage customers to buy things they normally wouldn't buy, he knows I'm going to be a challenge, but he does a pretty good job at trying to convince me. He comes to me, and we have a floor meeting and he asks me to try breaking the ice with the customers by chatting them up a little about topics unrelated to their viewing habits, home theater, etc. to get them to like me enough to want to make a purchase. MC time. I was ready to quit and move on, and I was no longer interested in playing the game. He wanted me to try breaking the ice with people, so I started flirting with all the customers. Black, white, guy, girl, rich, not rich, old, not old. Everyone got a smile and a compliment about their outfit and I'd compare them to a celebrity they reminded me of, if possible. I was good at it too. I kept it completely mild and inoffensive, our uniforms were blah, and I wasn't really trying, but on more than one occasion, a bored older woman or housewife gave me their phone number. Our overall numbers started going down because I was busy chatting with customers than making sales, so eventually, I got hit with a secret shopper and the jig was up. Bob finds out about this from Jim and I can hear him laughing from across the store before coming to my department to ask me to go to the back of the store for a private meeting. He wrote me up for inappropriate communications with customers. I told him I wouldn't sign the write-up report because I received no directive saying I couldn't flirt with customers. I wasn't violating the employee handbook, I made sure, and I never said anything that was offensive or sexual, even though several customers took it in that direction. But more importantly, I was giving my two weeks notice, but if the write-up was a deal-breaker, I could leave now. Bob was sad that I was leaving but understood. Jim was pissed that I was leaving because I was a good earner, even though the department goals were ridiculous. There's not a lesson from this for managers out there, so don't read into it. I was an acerbic jackass. Our last story is, Little Pig Pieces, story by Draw5Eel. This malicious compliance is both very lighthearted and somewhat silly. It took place several years back when I worked in a corporation-owned restaurant. While it was not my malicious compliance I was the trigger for it and the only one there to see the results. First, a little bit of necessary background in case you have not worked in food service or for a large corporation. For restaurants, food quality, safe handling of products slash tools slash chemicals, cleanliness, and labels are all very important. If you don't want people to get sick or injured especially in an environment that is always somehow too small, very hot, very loud, slippery, and full of medieval-era siege repellents such as hot oil, fire, boiling water, and 9-inch blades. Labels are especially important because the person using the item isn't always the same as the one who portioned it out for service and if not properly labeled you would have no way to ensure it was fresh enough to serve safely. Corporate kitchens take this even further and employ third-party auditors for health and safety to ensure everyone is following the standards across all their chains. This is not a bad thing although sometimes their standards clash badly with reality. For example, shelled hard-boiled eggs in a brine once open have a best-before date that lasts for a year. The auditors however decided that once the pail was open they were only good for a single week. There was also no leeway on labeling, Even if the product packaging contained all of the information you would put on a label it still required a label. This wasn't unreasonable because a standardized label is easier to read but for very high usage items where you could go through several packages a day, it could become difficult to ensure this happened especially during rushes. One of these items is bacon bits, which brings us to our malicious compliance. We had been audited and failed because three items were found in one of the fridges that were not properly labeled because, and I quote the labels must clearly state the name of the product such that anyone can identify it, it must have the day it was open slash made, and the day it expires, and the labeler must print their name two of the labels did not have a labeler's name and one item did not have the name of the product. The product without a name? Bacon bits. I was put in charge of making sure we passed our next audit and I took it seriously, talking to the others, finding out where pain points and following procedure occurred, and ensuring absolutely everyone got a refresher on the standards. It mostly went well and everyone was getting into the groove but there was another container of bacon bits missing its name. There were only two of us working at the time so after the lunch rush, I pulled the bacon bandit aside to have a heart to heart. Me, hey, bacon bandit I know we were just busy but you gotta put the name on bacon bits. Bacon bandit, really? They are used up before the end of the day, there is no way to confuse them with another product, and they last for a month. And we just don't have time during 15 minutes or it's free lunch if we want to get the food out on time. Me, I understand the reasons why it happened, you're not getting in trouble for this but the audits can shut us down, and even though it feels unnecessary labels are protection for both the customers and the company. Everybody has to be on board with this to make it work and if we can't even label bacon bits the area manager is going to question why we have the highest paid kitchen staff at our location. Can I count on you to make sure the bacon bits are labeled? Bacon bandit, big sigh yeah I'll do it but it's still dumb and wastes a lot of time. Me, thank you, I appreciate it. A few days later it's a particularly soggy day and lo and beholds the auditor shows up for their surprise inspection right in the middle of the lunch rush. I'm by myself on the line so I'm only half able to keep tabs on them while putting out orders. They seem happy with things so far and just as the lunch rush is ending they enter the main fridge where dwell the bacon bits. The auditor is in there for a long time. Way more time than normal and when they come out of the fridge they are grinning ear to ear. Well that's weird I think. Then they get our general manager and take them back into the fridge and now I'm thinking oh that can't be a good sign. When they come out they are both laughing and I am completely confused. They go into the office to discuss the results of the audit and I go into the fridge to try to see if I can figure out what's going on. I go in, everything is labeled, everything is FIFO'd, first in first out, and everything is stacked in food safe order. Then I see it, the bacon bits sitting proudly on its shelf in a container clearly labeled for the world to see. Motherfucking little pig pieces yesterday's date, expiry bacon bandit. We passed the audit with 100% because little pig pieces and I quote clearly stated the name of the product such that anyone can identify it. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.